Okay, here it is. Your long-awaited episode 62. I started episode 61 basically talking about how I didn't know why I did this show. Or if you do the thing, you get the power. And I had no idea that at the beginning of episode 61, that power I would get would be the explanation of this episode. I have had a few, and it's even hard for me to remember those. I've had a few episodes where I felt that it was poured out by pure inspiration. And I didn't know what it was going to be until I heard it. Episode 62 is simple. It is the explanation of a lucid dream I had a few nights ago. But as I go into the state of recalling my dream, I'm entering basically, I don't know what that is, the dream state. What is that, subconscious? I think it is. So I enter my subconscious, and while I'm doing that, I'm almost in the dream again. I see it so viscerally. And I describe to you that experience of walking into this dream. And afterward, in a quick analysis, I give you an idea of what I think it means. But when I'm saying it, I am so firmly believing that it is a story you need to hear. And it's a story I need to tell. And it was awesome. My field of vision narrowed. I was kind of staring outside, but I was, I was almost in a meditative state while I was doing this episode. So I haven't even edited it, and I'm that firmly in the belief that it is that solid. So congratulations on being able to hear episode 62. That incredible episode, The Jet Dunlap Dream, is coming to you right now. Thanks for listening. So I want to share with you a dream I had recently and see if you can't help me define what it means. Okay? Because it was extremely lucid. And I have many, many, many lucid dreams, more so than most people. And this, what I mean by that too, is not only are they vivid and, you know, extraordinarily, how do I put it? Well, I mean, vivid's one way, but I feel like I'm there. I mean, it's, it's almost like holographic, but I can like get out of bed and come back to the dream. And Gina, that always blows her mind, but I can do that probably four days a week where I just come back and sink right back into the narrative as if I'm going into a gaming chair and turning the game on after pause. I can do that. So here's the dream. I'm at my house and however things transport in dreams, I don't remember how I got there. I'm in this neighborhood that I've never been before, but it's slightly familiar. It's a combination of the area I live in right now and then that significant area to me in the Alabama Hills, which is where they've shot a lot of Western movies, but this very unique, specific geological area. And it's very similar to Stony Point and Rocky Peak, where I live. Anyway, so there's a lot of that geography and geology around this area. And there's a bunch of condos that I'm near. I'm on the sidewalk, and there's a belt of grass between me and the condos. In these dreams, I don't sense things through my eyes ears, and nose. I can also just tell things. And that's because in my dreams, I have kind of a third person observation while I am also experiencing the dream in first person. And so I have this idea that there's something behind these condos, and I must go see what it is. And 
So somehow or another, I sneak between these two. They're like brown shingled, something you'd see in the valley, not too fancy, from the front. And I sneak between these two condo areas that's like, um, how would you put it, like one of those um, side yard areas that's about big enough for a trash can or people usually keep their, their rakes or you know bikes or something small. It's, it's really small. It's like uh, 8 feet to 10 feet wide. And there are trash cans over there and I jump over them. And I get into this person's backyard that has like an outdoor space that's very similar to the kind that I would have seen as a child. Those eight those uh, 1880s? <laughs> those uh, 19... Well, no, remember, I'm 30. 1990s, 2000 style wooden outdoor overhangs that don't serve any purpose, but they're kind of aesthetic. And they are like four by fours that go into the ground. Is that important? Maybe it is. And I walk out towards the grass and then there's this cliff. Remember, I know in the dream that this is right near my house, right over in the Santa Susana Mountains. And I look off this cliff and my brain does something that only happened once before when I went to the Grand Canyon. My sight sees something. My sight reaches the end of the landscape, bounces it back to my brain, and my brain almost is so overloaded that it doesn't quite understand what it's seen. It's the only second time I've ever had this happen. And what it's seen from this giant, giant area up in the sky, this giant scape that I'm looking at from the backyard, is this enormous lake. I mean, it's got to be bigger than Lake Tahoe. It almost would have seemed ocean size if it wasn't for the fact that I knew it was a lake. And it hugs the geography, much like the Grand Canyon, in that the inlets and such are very dramatic. You know, it's not like an ocean where it gently curves because it's been eroded. And I see it, and I see these... Did you ever see the movie The Island? It was with um, uh, the guy who played Obi-Wan Kenobi... What's his name? Ewan McGregor. In that movie, they had that crazy, like you'll see it on Instagram, boat that's like... Uh, this beautiful brushed chrome steel and that just awesome looking wood yacht. It's just crazy. Just look it up. Uh, yacht from the movie The Island. Anyway, it's this really cool boat. That boat's out there. It looks like the kind of boats you'd see if you were looking at Lake Cuomo in Italy. And I'm staring at it. And then there's this also this floating island. But the island is the size of, it probably is even a mile around this island, but it's floating. And there's these people having this incredible party on it. And the island is like a forest and it's got all this stuff. It's very thematic, almost like a Disneyland kind of thing. Almost like, I guess, uh, Pleasure Island in uh, in Pinocchio, but not bad. I could, you could just sense. There are certain things, again, that's weird in your dreams is that I'm looking at something, but I'm sensing from it what its genuine essence is, as opposed to just guessing, oh, that's something over there. And I get down on my stomach and I put my elbows down like a picture of a kid and I rest my head and I'm just staring. And I'm thinking to myself, and all this time there's this kind of monologuing voice that goes, there has been a dream area that if you created it in your mind, could not be better. So to put that another way, it is so beautiful and perfect that it could only be something I imagine, right? If I was a world creator, I would create this place. I end up getting up and I walk down to the side and there's these mansions. And some of the mansions are 
on this cliffside, which is beautiful, that's really high up, as high as the Grand Canyon. Some of them are as high as the distance between Malibu and the water. So just, you know, maybe right there on the water, but a little higher. And then some of them are at beach level. And I see these mansions and they're all, for whatever reason, I know this in the dream, they're all very affordable. I can have any of them I want. And what's playing in my head over and over again is this has been within two miles of your house. This utopia, this, it is my perfect place. It is everything I've ever wanted. You know, it's Disneyland plus Lake Cuomo plus nature plus the house that I've dreamed of. All of it is right there within two miles of my house. And I say in the dream, how's that possible? If this existed, why haven't I seen it on Google Maps? I play with Google Maps and look at my neighborhood and check out things. And they said, well, we don't have it on Google Maps. Why do you trust so firmly in the vision that something else supplied? And I was like, whoa, dream brain, you just blew my mind. I just blew my mind again. And then I said, well, I fly my drone. And they said, have you ever had the nerve to fly it this far? And I didn't. I didn't. I could have. But I think I got frightened of the batteries running out. Of these limitations in our life that is conscious. These video game limitations, including how long we live. Right? If this life wasn't a video game, why is there an expiration date? There has to be a time limit in something for it to be interesting. If a movie never ended, it would suck. If your video game didn't have a conclusion, you wouldn't play it. Just like our life is obviously this game that we have to play with rules. One of them being you start at this point, you end at this point, you have these powers by this point, you can consume these certain experiences and they give you more powers. If you do something illegal, you go to jail, just like in a video game, just like in Monopoly, just like anything. And if there was no end, it would go on forever. Some of us have played games like Monopoly where it's like you just quit because it's going on too long. So the time limit makes it more interesting. So in this dream, this thing said to me, how are you so sure, Jet Dunlap, that everything you've ever wanted isn't within two miles of where you are. And I didn't feel in the dream that that was a question of geography. I felt in the dream that it was a question of consciousness and thought. How do I know, how do we know that the thing that we have been looking for forever wasn't there right in front of us as we listen to this. Everything we've ever wanted, right there. And I just stayed inside this place. And it wasn't until the next day when I was telling Gina about it that I realized the profundity of what it actually meant. I've been meditating on what that means. And I know this to be true. Being a very old 30-year-old, I can tell you that most of the remarkable things that I have discovered in my life were right there. Gina's birthday, I think it was her like 28th. Yeah. We were at her birthday and we were at her parents' house. 
And as I've said before, even earlier in this episode, it's this compound that's two acres. I'm sitting in the backyard in this beautiful area in my dream location. And I thought, I could live here. Yeah, I could do that. And I remember it happened when I had my arm up along the backside of another chair at their outside dining area. And the wind was blowing and it was this soft kind of gentle, warm April wind. And I thought I could live here. I got up without talking to Jean or her parents and I walked around the property. And I found this hill full of dirt. And I saw that it went on about a quarter acre. And that is when, if you guys are listeners to the show, I asked her father, if I could, hypothetically, this is very early, I hadn't even talked to Gina, if I could remove this dirt, is it possible that someone could live back here? And that was it. This place I had been going for 10 years, I had never thought of the potential of living there. And then if you go back about four or five years, I used to tell people, my dream was to full-time camp, living in an RV, at a campground that was close enough to Los Angeles. But one of my caveats was that it had to have a view and it had to have a hot tub. Everything that I ever wanted, I'm living right now. But of course, I altered that dream once my brain had accepted that the thing I was living at present was something that no longer could be strived for. It's hard to dream about your present, right? Because a dream is an alternate reality. But what I realized this particular podcast was about, and one that I felt was kind of important, is that in this whole process, in this dream, and then talking to you folks about it, I was able to understand a fundamental principle that has been going back all the way to the Bible and tons of books. The thing I was seeking Oh my God, is it one of those, the thing I was seeking was there the whole time? More than that. This dream, if it has a meaning, which I believe it does, and I've really been trying to figure it out, but I think it's something that should resonate with all of us, was that what I need to accomplish what it is I have been striving for forever is already in existence as opposed to what I have been doing, which has been seeking outside of myself the answer to the next evolution in my life. That is where the insight of this dream lays, is in the idea that it is right there. We do not need to seek it elsewhere. I hope this meant something to you. I'm Jet Dunlap. I'm out of words. Thank you for listening to episode 62 of psychotherapy.